Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece chicken McNuggets, juicy quarter pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. But you didn't come here to see me. You came to see D. I'm going to introduce my man right here, DK from the WV, Derek Kaczynski. What's up, my man? What's up? Well, I'm actually uh, from Chicago, so shout out to everyone in Chicago. I am uh, currently uh, training from West Virginia. That's where the uh, the training spot is. What do they call it? Um, Team Alpha Male, all them. What do they What do they call it? What's the that camp. called? You know, the camp. Yeah, that's where the camp is, right here at Mountaineer CrossFit in Morgantown, West Virginia. So if you're in Morgantown, West Virginia, stop by the gym at Mountaineer CrossFit. Um, and uh, But no, all jokes aside, um, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited to, uh, to see where this next podcast goes. What do we got lined up? We got a huge guest, both literally and figuratively, coming up on the podcast today. Number 56 from the San Diego Chargers, from the Buffalo Bills, one of the most hard-hitting linebackers in the NFL when he was playing Now he's not playing any more football, but he's killing the media game. He's got his own brand called Lights Out, and you saw him on the first season of the Champs versus the Pros. Sean Merriman is our guest today. How dope is that? God, I wish my nickname was Lights Out. Like I wish wish every time I walked into a challenge, people were like, oh, shit, there goes fucking Lights Out Kaczynski. But um, on, on the other hand, we have literally someone that had that nickname. That's his brand, Lights Out Sean Merriman. I've seen him uh, put hits on uh, all types of NFL quarterbacks from like Peyton Manning to Donovan McNabb. But uh, I'm hoping he put on some hits on T.O. and uh, Terrell Owens um, because that's been the main our main um, source of drama here on the current Chance versus Star season. So uh, I'm excited to question this guy about uh, about his run. I'm excited to question him about his uh, his encounters with Terrell Owens. Is he as big of a baby as he was on the challenge in the NFL? Hopefully Sean can answer those questions. Yeah, before we get to Sean, though, I uh, did want to talk to you about some things. We'll also wrap it up at the end of the show, talking a little bit about the uh, – of the Vendettas trailer that blew up the internet on Tuesday. Uh, A lot of controversy with that. But before we get to that, Derek, I got to ask you, man, I mean, you've been number two for a while ever since the finale of the Dirty 30, the runner-up, second place, number two. How did it feel this week when we went to number one on the iTunes TV and film top charts in just our second week of doing Challenge Mania, our second episode, Tony Tuesday, Drop Tuesday, and it skyrocketed us, not to number two, D, to number one. I kind of felt like, I kind of felt like I just got done running a final, and like I was just in, in, I was just staggering to the finish line, and I was like in a daze and didn't really know what to do. I kind of felt like, um, like I was, I was slightly concussed, 
and, and was seeing the stars. You ever hit so, somebody so hard that like you see, it's not like someone hit me this hard. It's like I hit someone else this hard on the football field and I'm seeing stars. That's kind of what it felt like. Is it real? What does this mean? Um, I just want to give credit to all the challenge fans and people that listened, subscribed, wrote a review. Uh, it's, it's not, I didn't, I don't feel like I did it. I feel like you guys did it. And I'm in this like fuzz in this days. I'm with you guys. Well, we're all coming together and helping this, this challenge grow as a sport, as a franchise, along with Sean Merriman and you guys in this podcast. I mean, we're just, I feel like we're growing and we're hitting new levels, um, because we can do that because we've been doing this for 30 seasons and there should be a podcast out there talking about the behind the scenes. There should be NFL pro athletes coming into the challenge, trying to do our thing. And, you know, again, I'm, we're going to ask Sean the tough questions. We're going to ask him about Terrell Owens. Can NFL caliber athletes play in the challenge? Can Olympic gold medalists win a challenge? Um, now, we've, now we're talking, you, you want to talk about the trailer? We've got people from Big Brother, runners up from Big Brother. And, um, and you know, coming onto the challenge, trying to uh, make a name for themselves in the extreme challenge, in the sport of the challenge. Um, you see Mike the Miz uh, sticking around, um, pushing the show. CM Punk came out, gave it a crack. I think he got cracked by CT too. Um, so you know, there, there's so much mayhem going on. I mean, we could go down the list of shows that are, are that are now on on the challenge. I mean, we're talking about Are You the One? Uh, it's it's all here. I mean, that's that's why the podcast exists. That's why it's it's, it's challenge mania right now. We've got to talk about it. It is challenge mania, and you guys are the challenge maniacs. And, uh, you know, I really, we can't thank you enough. And if you want to continue to help us out, obviously, if you've already subscribed, you know the deal. You're getting our shows the second they go live. Um, But tell your friends. If your friends are like, hey, I I listened to the new Challenge Mania at 5 o'clock, and you want to be like, bro, the Tony episode went live at 1245. I was listening to it at 1246. Let them know to subscribe. Give us a rating. Hey, if you think we're a five-star podcast, give us a five-star rating. And, of course, review. We know reviews are for you know older people getting cold soup at a restaurant on Yelp, but they also help iTunes determine what everybody's talking about. So if you can leave us a review, even if it's a quick one, telling us that you like the show, saying what's up, Derek. Um, since you got us to number one, we're going to be doing a contest. We're going to be giving away something. Derek's going to get something out of his closet, sign it, and send it to somebody, we promise. Um, we're going to talk about this trailer. Don't, don't, do not think I'm going to let D off the hook. There's a lot of controversy people want to know if d's on the show or not a lot of people are analyzing this trailer like the sapruder film they think they see d i'm going to ask him after we're done with sean merriman so without further ado we're going to bring on sean number 56 mr lights out we're going to talk about champs versus stars we're going to talk about the nfl a little bit it's going to be awesome and then after that we're going to talk vendetta's trailer you ready to get to sean d that's rock and roll all right here we go all right everybody we promised you a hard hitting guest this week to round out the week and uh with to being the talk of the uh the champs versus the stars this week we thought let's bring on another nfl player who did the challenge who played with to and is lights out all around we got mr sean merriman number 56 sean what's up brother hey what's up fellas how you doing hey sean how's it going uh, i just want to say it's a it's a pleasure to meet you uh I grew up watching you um, tear shit up in the NFL, and um, I, I really wish uh, my nickname was Lights Out. Is there any way you can uh, 
get, uh, just elaborate on where you got that nickname just so we could get this party started right and uh yeah. and, and fire up the people because i can only imagine how bad you were lighting people up in like high school and in college and and of course you made it to the nfl and now you um you gave a little crack at the challenge thanks man thanks for having me hey, um and you're right man i got the my nickname by sophomore year in high school i went to uh Frederick Douglass High School in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, and I uh, knocked out four four guys in one game. Uh, <laughs> and so 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 after so after the game, I had like twenty people run up to me and said, "Oh man, you knocked those guys' lights out." So as Ooh. like supposed to happen, I said, "Yeah, you know, call me lights out." And I didn't know, you know, that nickname was going to stick with me all the way through high school, then through college, and then through the pros. And it was it was one of those things where you had to kind of live up to it, right? You don't have this nickname and. And, and not live up to us, so I had to, I had to actually go out and establish my name, right? So, um, and it's it's been cool, man, because for me, it's one of the best nicknames you can have, because um, you know it's it's one of those things it just stick around, you know. People people nowadays probably call me more lights than Sean, so I hear lights across the street, or you know my close friends, whatever they all call me lights. So um, it's one of those things that just this happens. Well, it's, it sounds it sounds like uh, you, you're probably not knocking people out uh, anymore, and you've probably matured and you've grown up, um, so they're not just like, you know, watching you take people out. Um, but uh, it sounds it looks like here it looks like the clothing line. Like I've just I, I know I know this is a podcast we're supposed to plug our, our people later on. No, the guy's got an awesome clothing line. It's called what's it called? Lights out. Yeah, lights out brand. You can check it out. Lightsoutbrand.com. We uh, we actually dropped the new. Um, you know, the new Christmas stuff, new lights out Santa uh, stuff today. So you check it out, man. It's, it's pretty cool. It's um, nothing wrong with knocking Santa's lights out. Right. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So, um, so one thing we do have in common, I noticed that on the challenge is uh, you went with Darrell to kind of help to help you out as a spotter during uh, your elimination round. Um, as people already know, um, Scott likes to make fun of me because I mentioned Darrell every now and then. Um, what was uh, what 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 caught your eye with Darrell? Was he as cool as he is uh, everyone else thinks he is? Yeah, you know Darrell was cool, but initially when I got there and we we went to dinner, right? So I, we went to go and, and do all the stuff during the day and the challenge, and then we all went to dinner at that at night. So I'm just noticing like Darrell was like kind of side eyeing me, looking at me, and then we started talking. And he mentioned about him being like a, a Golden Gloves or something like that three different times. So I'm over there and I'm like, is this dude? And I'm talking to um, Wembley. And I'm sitting there like, is this dude sizing me up? Is he offering <laughs> me? To like, I was trying to figure out, I was like, man, is he, is he telling me that he boxed three times because he, you know, won a piece? Or like, I, I don't know. I, like, I didn't know where he was going with it. Yeah. Um, but turns out, man, he actually ended up being pretty cool. And um, yeah, so when I had the, the blindfolded match at the end with CM, um, you know, I feel like he knew probably the best, but uh, I think he set me and me and bananas up, uh, with this, with the same failure. So, Ooh. Uh, wow. 
Now, Sean, you know, I, w- I want to know, I want to go back to when you were first approached to do the challenge. And I'd love to know, I mean, we'd love to give the listeners a little inside behind the curtain stuff. And I think the listeners love listening to our show because they like finding out how the business works, the TV business, the sort of the challenge and the inner workings of that whole business within a TV business. And then a guy like you who has so much going on for him, you got the clothing brand, you got all the media you do, um, you got all the endorsements, you got your own stuff that you got going on what was the pitch like to you and how was it presented what made you say yes was it the charity were you a fan of the show just walk us through that whole process so it was a couple of things and, I, and i've watched it before so i knew some of the um some of the cast that was already on it and some of the people who were going to compete and i was like oh, okay it sounds cool but the, the date that they originally gave me i was back on the east coast and i wasn't going to be able to do it so um you know i had my team to kind of respectfully pass on it and i said i would love to do it but I'm going to be in these dates. So um, I went and did my thing on the East Coast. So I had some, like, a parents gig or whatever. I came back on the West Coast, and, like, a week and a half, two weeks later, they reached back out and said, oh, we pushed everything back. I guess the filming, they got pushed back. So just these 10 days, they had me blocked off. I didn't really have anything going on. There's nothing. I couldn't move. So I said, you know what? The hell with it. I'm in good shape. I'm ready to go. And I'm going to go crush some people, right? And, and you know, it's a good kind of avenue for me to go and, and, and do my thing. Um, so they reached out and we set everything up. They said, we need you to shoot, like, within the next day or two. And I'm like, shit, man, this is, you know, this is really not giving me time to prep. I don't know any of these courses. I don't know what we're, what we're going to be doing. So, um, well, hell, whatever. I'm in good shape. I'm going to go do it. So I got there and I was, like, kind of thrown off by some of the stuff they had us doing. Yeah, I mean, you know, Derek can elaborate on this, but I think part of the the way that the challenge is set up from a production standpoint is to keep the guys like the Derricks and the Bananas and the everyday challenge competitors, keep them on their toes, not let them be too prepared, not give them too much of a heads up. You know, they're finding out about challenges six hours before via text message from TJ, whereas you, Sean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, when it comes to like A, being in the NFL where everything's so regimented and scheduled and you know uh, your practice is happening at 6 a.m. or 4 p.m. or whatever, and if you're not there and the door's closed, you're getting a fine. And I'd imagine that people are giving you a heads up and scheduling podcasts with you. And it's got to be kind of, you know, a little bit, I don't know, jarring to find out like, oh, hey, we need you here in two days. You don't know what to train for. And yeah, you're going to be wrapped in duct tape and rolled around on the ground with a wrestler, you know? Yeah. And and I had no clue. And you're right. I mean, just being an athlete my entire life, everything I did was in preparation. Right. So if they said, okay, you guys got this, that, this. So my body, I'm training my body to do whatever we got to go out and do. So if it's conditioning, okay, I'm working on more conditioning. If it's um, something where I'm going to, like when I found out, I'm going to be have to hang it from something, maybe I might want to drop 10 or 15 pounds so I'm a little bit lighter to go and do these kind of courses. And I had no clue. It was just like on the whim. And I did it. I'm like, shit, man, this is completely opposite from what I thought I was going to be able to do. You know, for me, I'm thinking I'm going to be able to go crush guys and throw people around and just beast everybody, right? And I got there and it was courses that, was made us all kind of on, on level playing fields, and that was weird. That was a little bit different for me. Yeah, and and so for all the people listening back home right now, like this is this is the type of these are the types of thoughts that go through a challenge competitor's mind every time we prepare for one of these things, and um, you just you, you have to sort of prepare yourself to be ready for anything at any point. I mean, like I'll attest to this, like. I, I don't go home and practice Sudoku puzzles. Like, that's just not something I've done ever. 
So if, if it comes up on a challenge, am I going to be ready for it? Well, I better fucking start practicing. But, um, a lot of, a lot of the things that, um, we are ready for is just like what we grew up doing our entire lives. Like I played football, baseball, and basketball my entire life. I walked on a college baseball and basketball team, um, tore my ACL, tried out for the show and I, and it stuck for, you know, almost 10 years. And, um, but like for Sean, like, yeah, he's a bigger dude. He'll probably roll people in the football matches or the grudge matches. Like for sure. Would it, I, I'm sure once he walked in, he was my front runner. When I heard he was on the show, when I heard the cast list, I was in Columbia uh, filming the Dirty 30 when I found out what had happened on the first Champs versus Stars. Like, holy shit. First of all, they're like, yeah, we're doing a Champs versus Stars. What does that mean? Well, you would have had to have won a challenge to be on the Champs team. And you would have to be, oh, I'm sorry, the first show was Champs versus Pros, which is now Champs versus Stars because they're bringing TRLA hosts and comedians and stuff like that. But the first one was all athletes with Sean. So, um, so, but when, when I heard the cast list, obviously I was like CM Punk and, uh, and Sean Merriman, but it didn't, they weren't talking shit about this. This was the storyline coming out of it. Johnny bananas loses in the first elimination. Okay. Wow. To who? To Wes. Who's on the show? Sean Merriman, CM Punk, and a bunch of other people. I, I don't really know. Um, so these were like the major storylines that I'm getting in Columbia. Well, who won the show? Darrell won the show. Okay, cool. Well, Darrell's back. Okay. But now I'm watching the episode with Sean. Sean's picking Darrell and, um, so is Johnny bananas. But what it sounds like to me, Sean is, are there, am I wrong? Correct me if, my, if I'm wrong. Did you just sort of allude to the fact that there was a side conversation between you and Johnny bananas, um, that Darrell maybe have has had had the wrong strategy for you guys to get you guys out of the game is that what i'm hearing is that what i heard is i mean look I- and look I, it, it's it, it came across that way right because first of all when you go to all this shit you don't know every single day what you're doing you have no clue They're for sure it's all, all the locations and everything it is top secret they don't tell you anything where you're going how you're going to be there they just tell you what to wear and that's all you know. So based mm-hmm. on what you're wearing, you start to kind of think like, okay, we might be doing this. We're going to this location. We might be doing this. And so you go and you ask, ask some of the, you know, some of the, uh, the other guys, uh, some of the champs, like, yo, what are they going to have us doing today? And we have no clue. No clue. Right? So we, we get there. We don't know what's going to be set up, how much time we're going to have, no type of shit. Like, nobody told me I was going to be rolling around and ketchup, mustard, and relish. Like, okay. you you know, for me, I'm like, shit, I, there's there's no way because I'm the I'm one of the biggest guys there, and, you know, you can't prepare for it. So, you know, I go there, and I see this big ring. Um, this was the last day before, you know, I, I lost the battle against CM. It's a big ring there. It's a big circle thing. So I'm thinking like, oh, okay, cool. They're going to give us some sticks. We're going to go at it like just monster style in the middle of this ring. Right. And so that's what the rest of the champs thought we were going to do too. So they thought that I was just going to kill, um, you know, CM. They was like, man, Sean, you know, because they had supposedly we had this beef and had this, you know, kind of back and forth thing for about a year. And so I'm getting there. I'm like, okay, I'm going to just destroy this dude because we're going to get some sticks and we're going to see who's strongest and they're going to have me like, you know, throwing this guy around. So they came over and they gave us helmets, shoulder pads, and they covered our eyes and with, you know, with these thin little sticks. 
So I'm thinking, like, what, what the hell is this? So it's a blindfolded stick match. I'm like, oh, man, come on. You serious? Right. And we we went at it a few times. I think five or six times we had to start over because the sticks had actually broke before, like, during the swinging process. In the air. Um, so we had to start over, over and over again. I don't know how much they, they showed of it. I, I don't remember you know, watching, that, watching the last little bit of that episode, but... We had to start over like six times. We broke the sticks. They were so thin before we actually got a chance to hit each other. Um, so the first couple I won, is like we couldn't tell. And then we, they went back. They looked at the replay. And they seen that his had actually like hit mine like a millisecond before I hit him. And I was eliminated. And I said, I can't fucking believe I got eliminated by CM. And so I'm pissed off, right? So I'm leaving that day. And I'm, I'm pissed. Right. For sure. Now, we got a, uh, a question from uh, a listener on Twitter from Christy. She wants to know which champ were you surprised the most with by their athleticism. And I'm going to add a caveat here, Christy, if you don't mind. Being that this podcast often does and has already become Where for Art Thou Durrell, uh, let's keep Durrell out of this. Who besides him were you impressed by? Uh, to be honest, um, CT, man. I was – I was surprised by him because, you know, looking from the outside in, he's a big boy. He kind of looked like a dad, right, like somebody's dad out there. And, and <laughs> we, went, we went one day, and it was kind of a, a fun part, I guess, of the show. We went one day, and we were doing like a flag football type of deal. And they, we got the flag football. Uh, we're playing flag football. And CT's back there, like, playing safety and shit. I'm like, wow. You know, this dude is moving around. He's, you know, agile. He's quick. Um and I was I was completely shocked, man. He was a real athlete, so um, probably him, you know, out of all the people. Now, you know, you talked a little bit about that elimination with CM Punk. Um, I'd love to know about how you would describe that quote-unquote beef or feud you guys had that, you know, I guess developed in, where was it, Costa Rica or something? It was a little bit of trash talk on Twitter after that. And then I'd love to know how that came to fruition on the show and how much you think MTV um, enjoyed that that was a potential storyline going in? Uh, did you kind of know when it was pitched to you, hey, CM Punk's going to be on, this might be good? Because to be honest with you, the rest of the the roster there didn't really have any history with one another, and there wasn't that kind of will there, won't they? And so that really bred life into those first few episodes and was a great natural storyline for you. And CM Punk coming from wrestling, which is all about storylines, and you, I know, being a wrestling fan and someone who's dabbled a little bit, I'd love to know how that came to be, uh, if you want to start with the beginning of the feud and then whether it had really toppled over before you got there and and you kind of worked it out um, and kind of decided to, you know, embellish a little bit for on-screen purposes or whether you guys really did squash it before our eyes and and did doing the challenge with him and, of course, unfortunately losing, did that make it harder or easier to to full-on squash it after the show? Well, you know, the whole thing started like some years ago. We were in uh, Costa Rica. WWE had a match down there. And I was down there for a week vacationing. And um, down there hanging out, and we were uh, staying at the same um, resort hotel that the WWE was staying in. And I'm laying by the pool, and then, you know, I'm walking over, and I realize there's some of the you know, WWE superstars and a couple, of, a couple of guys I knew. So I'm going to say what's up, and I seen Eva, who's um, you know one of the divas there, and she was a ring announcer, and you know I've known Eva for a couple of years before that we met in San Diego, so I wanted to go just approach her and say, hey, what's up? How you been? How's everything? And um, how how's it going? What are you guys out here for? And she was telling me that you know they were out here for a short period of time, blah blah. blah. And you know, okay, cool. Well, let me know if you guys do anything later. So you know, this is next to the pool. 
I end up, you know, kind of walking, walking away. And uh, she walked away and whatever. Next thing I know, this big thing came out from CM Punk uh, on Twitter about me getting turned down by Eva. So I don't, I don't know if he actually knew that I knew her. We met previously that I wasn't, you know, trying, trying to get at her in a way or trying to talk to her. Uh, we'd already previously, previously met before in San Diego, one of the big shows there. So we knew each other. Um, and, you know, he kind of put this whole thing of like, oh, you know, Deshaun got turned down by WWE Diva. He's da da da. I said, what the hell is this dude talking about? Why the hell is he even, you know, kind of coming at me in this way? And at the time, he was over there next to the pool. I think he might have had on the thongs or something like that, tanning. I, I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I kind of came back at him and said, that's, you know, pretty masculine for a guy that's tanning by the pool and the thong, right? And, so from that point on, it was a couple more tweets and whatnot, and it really blew up. I mean, it was it was pretty much everywhere, um, and it got. I was pissed for a while, but it didn't really affect me like that. So I'll fast forward to, um, to me coming on the show. I did not know that he was going to be there. I didn't know that he was going to be on the show. I just felt that the show wanted me on there very bad. And I said, well, you know, I, I can understand they want me to go and compete and be on the show. It might be cool fun, but I had no idea why they just, they wanted me on this damn show. And, and then, you know, come to find out after I signed a contract, CM was on there. And so I called everybody from my team. I said, you know, do you know the thing that, that happened with me and CM Punk? And, um, you know, some of the people on, on my team didn't have, they, they didn't have a clue. So I had them to go and check everything out and explain it to them. And they was like, oh, it all makes sense. The first day we go in, we want to check in in the hotel um, you know, getting our bags and everything that we were going to wear to compete in. Uh, I see CM and I walk past him and I stop right there and I'm like, what's up? You know, and he kind of actually said, are we cool? And I said, I don't know, are we? You know, so I, I don't I don't know how to really approach it at this time because I'm asking him like, hey, what's up? Are we, you know, what, what's going to happen? Are we going to fight? Are we going to squash it? Like, I don't know. And, um, you know, we end up kind of just squashing it and shaking hands that day, and um, you know that that was pretty much it. That we were, you know, wouldn't have had a good show. Outside of that, it wasn't it wasn't much more than that after we shook hands. First of all, it's it's hilarious that your team doesn't just keep like a running tally of your potential Twitter beefs. Secondly, I got to give props to the MTV producers for doing that unbeknownst to you and possibly to him as well and setting you guys up for this collision course on their screen because, I mean, we got a former NFL star. We have, you know, one of the biggest stars in the WWE who at this point has left the WWE, so there's no money on the table there for him to do wrestling. He goes into MMA. He obviously gets squashed by by. Mickey Gall, and there's that, but there's a lot of big money when it comes to CM Punk feuds playing out on TV or pay-per-view or whatever. MTV orchestrates this whole thing to get it for free on their challenge show, and then they drop the ball and have you guys do, like, some weird fencing Krav Maga thing. Like, the, the dope... I mean, the dope physical challenges they have in their repertoire that Derek... Derek's been, like, in, like battles with people trying to wrestle those, those um, you know, what do they call them, the things that you both hang on to and you got to wrestle out of the circle? I yeah, mean, thanks. why not give you guys one of those challenges? I mean, that's what we came to see. I mean, that's like the equivalent of showing up to the garden and then GSP, you know, holds a, a chin lock the whole time. You know, I mean, I didn't. I think that's where they kind of dropped the ball with you guys. Or was there some sort of, was there a kind of an unwritten rule, hey, we don't want to get too full-on physical with this feud? I mean, what did you think when, when it got set up for this collision course and then you guys are pretty much playing tic-tac-toe to see who gets eliminated? To me, that that was going to be the best way to handle it. I thought that for sure they're going to have us duke it out. 
in more of a um, battle, battling kind of way in that blindfolded sticks, right? Um, also, I don't, I don't think they had us really um, going against each other right when it happened because the way I got voted in, um, CM was up there, and then everybody looking at me like, "Hey, you, you okay?" Everybody on my team, Lolo and um, you know uh, Cameron Wembley, and everybody on the team looking at me like, "Hey, do you want to do this?" And I said, "Yo, shit, yeah, vote me in," because I'm thinking like we're gonna go to war, and I wanted it, I wanted it bad, so I'm thinking for sure that they're gonna have us doing some kind of bull in the ring or something where we're like just going at each other next. And so when they looked at when my team looked at me and said, "Do you want to go?" I'm like, "Shit, yeah." I'm ready. And uh, so I actually asked them to vote me in, and I walked up, and I was ready to get it on. And come to find out, it was a blindfolded stick match, and then I was pissed. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like it was more of like a womp, womp, womp for, for as, a, as a leadoff hitter for uh, the new champs versus stars, right? Like, um, I guess they don't want the stars maybe to get hurt. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm wondering if, like, I'm sorry, stars, pros, whatever. Um, I, I feel like maybe, you know, since it's a charity event, they don't want them to go as hard as we've gone on some of these, uh, challenges that I've competed in. Um, so, because I mean, I've, I've, I've been in a, a lot of battles with some grown ass men and, um, and it gets, and, and it goes, and it goes a little while and, and, and it's in, and, and, and you get hurt. And, um, I, I'm probably, sh- a lot of you guys probably have like, serious careers we just go in there and like fight like dogs you know what i mean so um so but i I still feel like they could have it could have been a little bit more on the physical end to the point maybe where you guys don't kill each other but i feel like uh they you know they could have pulled something out of their mixed bag and made it a little bit more even on even on the johnny and west side i feel like they should have probably let them beat the shit out of each other a little bit more just to see who's got the most balls, you know? And I think that could have went the same for, um, for Sean and CM. I was definitely rooting for Sean, even though, uh, CM's from Chicago. Anyway, what happened to this dude's, what happened to this dude's wrestling career? Why did he leave? I pr- I'm pretty sure he was like John Cena. Like, was he not like John Cena? Like, yeah, dude, he was he was he was, you know, top five guy in the company had a little bit of I mean, sorry, the wrestling nerd is coming out of me now. But but he, you know, top five guy in the company had some issues with how they were using him and some of the other smaller guys felt like guys like The Rock were coming in once a year and getting a main event WrestleMania, whereas he's doing all the house shows and getting no credit for it. But it's like um, you're talking about The Rock, bro. Chill. Um, and also, I think he was uh, had some issues. I don't want to, you know, speak out of turn, but I think he did have some medical issues he felt weren't handled right. I think there's some sort of a lawsuit going on with that as well. So he decided to take his hand in MMA, um, which also Sean has some history with. I know you train with a lot of the guys. I know you have a relationship with Bellator. Um, you know, and then you know, seeing how CM Punk did that transition into MMA, and I think bit off a little bit too much uh, that he could chew um, was interesting. But Sean, let me just use that as a segue. There, we do know uh, what CM Punk looks like in the octagon. I think we've seen you hit a heavy bag or two, but we've never really seen you formally compete too much. I'm not going to ask you, could you take CM Punk? I think because we all know the answer there. I'm going to ask you this: What would the Vegas odds be if it was you and CM Punk in like a catchweight? MMA fight, uh, uh, Merriman minus four hundred, minus five hundred. Where what are you putting the odds at there? Yeah, I mean we we all know what that. I don't want to embarrass the guy, you know. Uh, <laughs> look, and look, this thing, I, I don't, I would never go against a guy who is going to make a living for him and his family. That's that's his thing, and and obviously whatever happened with the WWE happened. Um, 
so you 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 know you move on to something else. I've already had contracts on the table to go fight, and I had it since I retired from the NFL. And to me, you, you don't go fight unless that's what you want to do, right? You don't go test it out. You don't go try it out. Either you fight or you don't fight. Either you train or you dedicate it or you don't. And that's how maybe that's just my the, the mentality I've had because I've been an athlete my whole entire life. And he just didn't have a good showing at all. And there's nothing wrong with losing. That's that's a part of, you know, there's no fighter right now, I mean, unless you're Floyd Mayweather, but every most of everyone else has lost a fight before if you have a decent career. You're going to lose a fight. But it's how you lose. And, and and he really didn't really put up too much of an effort. Um, to me, that, that, that'll never happen. You know, if that was, if I ever was to get in the cage or going in and handle business, I'm going out, I'm going out swinging and I'm going to make somebody pay and I'm going to go out and, and do my thing and I'm going to have a good showing for the people who pay money to come and see me fight. That's one thing. Two, um, you know, I, I didn't really take him as that guy. And and I, and I don't get me wrong, I trained with the WWE down there before. I, um, you know, was going through a contract situation with them that ended up falling through and didn't happen. Uh, just, you know, a lot of miscommunication, a lot of company things that they're doing over there. I mean, at the time, I think they, they let go of like 9 or 10% of the entire company because of the WWE Network. Um, so they, it just kind of backtracked. It didn't happen. Uh, those guys are athletes. You know, for people who don't really know and, and stuff like that, I trained for a few days down in Orlando, um, and I, I really found out how hard it was. And this is coming from somebody who played on the top level of sports in the NFL. There was tough training down there, so those guys are athletes. So I thought for sure that he was going to have a better showing uh, when he stepped in the cage, and he didn't. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure having to go out there and have your first fight be in the UFC against anyone. I mean, literally, I mean, it was his first professional fight. I know he's done a lot of sparring with a lot of really good guys over at Duke Rufus and everything like that. But, you know, I mean, you, you, you know it. I mean, the offers you're getting, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Sean. I mean, you're, you're a humble guy as well as a, a confident guy. I mean, being someone who has a bit of stardom and a name behind them, is it not true that you get uh, sort of entry-level offers that are a little bit more than you might be able to handle given the amount of time you've put into that sport. So when someone wants to pay Sean Merriman to come into MMA, they're not doing it in a barn in Louisville because that's a waste of the money. But that being said, they're putting you up against a dude who has 12 fights. You might be like, hey, is this the best way for me to introduce everyone to my mixed martial arts ability? I think a little bit more restraint there from CM Punk might have gotten him off to a better start. He went for all the marbles at once, and you know some people might describe it as having been an embarrassment. Yeah, but, you know, if you're in his case, and I know a lot of other fighters are probably pissed off the amount of money he was paid and whatever, but he has a big name. It is what it is. He got paid because of it. Um, he didn't have a, sh- a good showing, uh, but people came and, came and watched the fight. You know, he's, he has a huge following from the WWE. He has a huge social media following, and uh, so he rightfully so. He, he deserved to get paid. I, I always say you only work with somebody to pay you, right? So if... If they go and they pay him what they paid him and he didn't have a good showing, that's on him. He won't get another opportunity probably. Um, but I, I, I'll never go against or, or hate on a man for going out and make a living for his family because it's dangerous getting in that cage. You know, you're going in with some guys who really want to knock your block off and some guys who really been doing it for a living and well-trained assassins. And you're stepping in there for the first time on a big stage like that. It has to be nerve-wracking. Lights out. Lights out. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Um uh and 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 so is he is he done fighting? It, what happened? Is he done fighting or what? Well, the, the thing is cuz you didn't have a good show and he won't get the payday that he got before. 
Okay. Um, if he can, if he chooses to fight, I, I don't see him fighting again in UFC because they're too big of a platform. Um, and it's a business side of that too. I mean, you having someone like CM on your on your card, maybe you got another guy you want to promote on that same card. And that's how I looked at it. Say, okay, well, who else do they have on their card that they're really trying to get eyes to watch them fight? Because it's not really going to be in CM. Um, because you know this is first, his first UFC fight, and he got major play. He got major eyeballs. So it wasn't him that was being promoted. It was, you know, other people who was in that card. Uh, ah. so I, I don't I don't see him fighting on that level again. I mean, he might step in the cage, might fight somewhere else. But I, I don't see him fighting on that level again. So let's get to T.O. And Derek, I'll let you handle that introduction. But before we do that, I just want to, me- you know, you mentioned having dabbled with the WWE, uh, possibly, uh, you know, been working out some contract things back in the day. Having spoken to you before, Sean, and, kn- and knowing that, I was watching, I think it was a Raw within the last year that must have been from San Diego, Los Angeles. And, you know, they're doing the intro shot where they're showing the whole arena. And I can see you like smack dab right in the front row. And sometimes when you see a celebrity in the front row in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, are they going to come into play? in the third act and you know smack the Miz or something like that and knowing what I knew about your wrestling background and having put your foot in the water a little bit I'm like texting my buddies I'm like Sean Merriman in the house guarantee he does something and it ended up not happening but uh you faked me out yeah man I, I got a, actually a lot of uh hits because of that um you know friends would text me back home and, and some of the ones that because social media is big, right? So I'm, I'm there to fight, and I got you know some of the some of the guys I know who are in WWE, and I still talk to talk to them. I still talk to the organization, and um, you know I'm still around. So you know I'll, I'll probably do some broadcast and maybe coming up. I don't know. Um, I could be in the ring. I, I don't know. It's just with me, man. I, you know, I'll, I'll take every opportunity because I train for it, right? I mean, I hit the gym every morning at six o'clock. I prepare for everything I got going, man. It's not like I just step in the ring anywhere or I just step anywhere. I just, I, I'm a, when it comes to that type of shit, I'm just a cycle about it. I just, I believe in preparation. And then whatever things happen, is going to happen. If they don't, they don't. It's not going to affect or stop anything that I'm doing anyway. Yeah, we look, we look forward to that. That's something you and Derek have in common. You don't stop. You don't stop training. You don't stop going. Your, your light's out. I like to call Derek uh, claws out. Because that's he always got his claws out. He's great, you know. He's crawling with his fingernails. I say like Al Pacino in uh, any given Sunday for that inch, trying to win those challenges. They call me, uh, you know, they call you lights out. They call me uh, pay your electric bill. But let's talk about uh, get your popcorn ready, Mr. Terrell Owens, who you know was I, I would say the biggest star they brought on for this season. Obviously, the NFL representative and uh, made headlines almost instantly. They dragged it out to two episodes and getting into a verbal sparring match with CT, um, and then obviously quitting on the show. Uh, for being such a trash talker and a known showboater when he was in the league, um, to leave because, you know, there was a little trash talking directed his way. It did get a little personal talking about, you know, uh, burning through $70 million and everything like that. But, Sean, would love to get your personal opinion of T.O. as a player and as a person from the several years you played with him in the NFL, whether it was going head-to-head with him or just kind of being in the same environment and the league at the same time as such a, a you know, a polarizing figure like T.O., you know, I, I know T.O. very well, and I think he's a great person. Um, definitely, I didn't have the same uh, thought process. So I didn't look at him the same before I met him. Um, you know, you, you just like anybody else, right? You're watching TV or social media, you'll see things happen, to see a clip of him doing something, you automatically think asshole or jerk or whatever. And that, that's, for, that's for different type of people, I, you know, when you look from the outside in. Um, I was a little shocked at him quitting, and this is why, because, you know, T.O. is one of the most competitive people that I know. Uh, even now, you know, you can see him right now at every charity event, football, basketball, whatever. 
Duke might be at a place still right now, and he competes as if he might be lining up next Sunday. And that's just his attitude and how his, his approach is. But I understand, and this is why when I seen that, CT, Bananas, and all the guys who's on the show all the time, you're walking into their den. That's their world, right? That's their world. Their world is to talk trash. You're stepping onto their platform, and you can't go out and just kick their ass in a wrestling match or something that you probably can win it because you have to verbally spar with these guys. you got to uh, compete with them and not even – Physically, it's everything else. You know, these guys are trying to get in your head the whole time and say little shit to you and, and, and you know, maybe act cool with you at dinner and then the next day just saying some shit on camera. I mean, Bananas will say anything under the sun, anything. It, he has, Bananas have, Johnny has no filter at all about anything. That shit is not just on, you know, on camera. He's like that. You know, he has no filter. So if you're not ready to verbally spar, and I seen it on the show that when I was there, uh, the pros and, and champs, um, you know, C, uh, not CT, but uh, CM Punk and Johnny Bananas got into it, a verbal conversation. They were going back and forth. And I'm like, shit, you know, you got to bring your hard hat when you go on this, on this place because the, that's their playground. You're walking into their room, and they're used, to be, they're used to doing this for years. So if you can't go out there and physically kick their ass or physically compete because of those obstacle courses or whatever they have you doing and not letting you do that, but you got to take their shit and their trash talk, it can mess with you mentally a little bit. And I think that's what happened with T.L. That's why he kind of quit. I, 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 like, I like where we're going with this. We're, we're back in. You've worked so hard for all the things you have, the salary, the status, the success. And with that image, there's a drink, one to unwind, one to loosen up, one to take the edge off. But how do you know when a drink is more than just a drink? We get it. We can help. Karen's Grandview program has been helping accomplished people just like you regain their lives. Talk to us. Visit karen.org slash grandview. We're back in a challenge nation. We're back in a challenge mania. And it all sort of like ties in together. I mean, I love it. It's WWE. It's, um, it's the NFL. It's the UFC. Um, it's the challenge. It's, um, it's, it's now all these athletes are taking a crack at, what I call a sport. I mean, it's sort of an underground sport, kind of like CrossFit started out very underground in the backyard. Um, same thing with bands. I mean, they start off underground, they build an audience and now they're, um, on the big stage in front of, you know, millions of people. Um, I feel like, you know, 30 seasons later, the challenge is starting to get the credit, um, for, for what it is. It's a physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, back breaking, uh, competition and it's it's not for everybody and um we've seen that uh we we've now entered we talked about a little bit of the physical game where i feel like me and sean can both agree that um you, you have to you, even if you think you're ready for anything you're you may still not be ready to do blind stick fighting or roll around you know roll around saran wrap or whatever but at the same time you still have these game you still have these competitions where two people are charging charging at each other and um you know trying to beat the crap out of each other in a sand pit for for 30 45 minutes um it's it's a different level of the unknown and unknowable it's it's a it's um it's it's the trash talk from the WWE. It's the physicality from the UFC. 
and the mental side of it is 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 insane. So just going back to what you were saying, uh, you saw the verbal altercation that CM Punk and Johnny Bananas got into. You saw the verbal altercation that um, Terrell Owens and CT got into. Um, I feel like there's a, a, a way to lose. There's a proper way to lose being an athlete, and there's the wrong way to lose being an athlete. And what I saw out of Terrell Owens is the absolute worst way to lose as an athlete to show to show anybody anywhere any of these kids um any of these fans i'm, I'm a t.o fan been a t.o fan my entire life when he was on the eagles I, I i mean i loved what he did i mean he fell down he broke his leg and came back to that championship game i mean he's he is a hall of fame caliber athlete and i'm sorry um sean but uh, I just feel like the way he presented himself, the way he took on that verbal and quit uh, on his fans, on the charity, um, was just the wrong way to handle it. I feel like, um, I feel like, it, it sounds like he's not that kind of a dude. It sounds like what you're saying is he's not that kind of a guy. And I feel like um, maybe the his story's not done. But I, I don't think you leave the game like that. I don't think you leave the challenge like that. I don't think because what you guys just did, Sean, dude, you're a trailblazer for the challenge. You have made the challenge bigger than what it is. When I heard Sean Merriman was going to be on the show, even though it's a charity event and it's like a sideshow, I'm like, wow, now they're bringing serious pro athletes into our game, into our den as you said it. And it's, it's different, man. It's something fierce. I just did this. I just did this challenge. I came back seven years later. Um, I took 10 seasons off and it felt like I walked into bombs exploding in a beautiful house every day, Sean. So it's definitely not for the faint of heart. Is that how you say it? faint of heart? I don't even know. I don't think I've ever used that expression, but it's definitely not. Um, it, it can mentally break you. And I saw T.O., this professional stud, get broken mentally when, um, you know, like you said, it doesn't sound like he's that kind of a guy. He's pushed himself through the unbelievable. I saw him do it. I was rooting for for him to go to the championship or win the championship, whatever that game was. You know, when he broke his leg and came back. I don't know. If you could elaborate a little bit on um, the mentality that you experienced um, I know you you went in on a little bit more. I just um, it's definitely a different beast. The challenge is definitely a different monster. And I want to thank you and To for coming into our sport and making it bigger than what it is. Yeah, you you know, and I appreciate that too. So this is this is how I looked at it when I came in. You know, for one, it's charity, right? So you go there, you got a good cause, and you know everyone had their own charity and their reasons for doing it. So it, it, at the end of the day, it's a win win. But the problem is with an athlete, right? It's it's not a, it's, it's it's always about winning and losing, no matter what you're doing. The good time, yeah, charity, great. That's that's all good. And I'll and I'll give a prime example. Lolo, Lolo Jones. Not and I've we met before and we've talked over social networks, but I haven't really officially like been around her until the challenge. And, and she I, almost quit too. And she almost quit too. Yeah, but you know why? Because it was it was She's 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 all she's another one. She's an ultimate competitor. It was certain points I was like, man, Lolo is going fucking crazy, right? She's going nuts. 
because you can't compete how you want. And when someone wants to challenge you who's not a professional athlete, but you can't you know, do anything about it the way you want to, you have to verbally, uh, you know, take it on. I, I, I remember, I think it was Camillo, whoever it was, maybe not Camillo, but doing a flag football game, the, the first play out the gate, uh, Lolo came and, like, damn there. She looked like me out there playing linebacker. She went and tackled somebody, right? This is flag football. This is, like, the second or third play of the day. We're just getting started. And I'm looking like, holy shit, right? How, how did it become this? I mean, this is the fun flag football game, and, we're out there just having a good time and, and, and whatever, just a, a break between our day. And it got serious. They had to go out and, and have her in the corner and calm her down and talk to her. And the cameras wasn't even around. This wasn't even part of the show. She was really she really wanted to go out and compete. And that's the thing with athletes. You know, you come on a show competing. And one thing that I didn't want to happen, right, I didn't want, to, one of those, I didn't want Johnny Bananas or CT or, or Darrell or any, anybody West that's on the show be able to go back to their hometown and be like, I just kicked Sean Merriman's ass. Like, that was going through my head a few times during, during the show. Uh, because we're just, we're, we're, we're so competitive about what we do, it's hard to grasp the fact you lost against someone who's not a professional athlete. And at the end of the day, you shake hands, uh, you know, I made some good friends and whatnot, but I was pissed leaving. I was I didn't want, I, I was going in to fucking win. You know, that's just my yeah. attitude. I wanted to win the whole damn thing for charity or whatever, but more importantly, because I just wanted to win, period. So when you're not put in a position as a professional athlete, use your physical, like, attributes, and you're strong, you're fast, and you're agile and, and, you know, athletic, and then they put you in something where you're rolling some damn sauce and saran wrap, what is your athleticism, everything you're good at doing is taken away. So, um, and that's what happened to me with T.O., and that's why I think that he just mentally couldn't, take the the things that were said to him and not being able to do anything about it have you uh have you spoken to him at all either before going into his time on the show or after since a little bit of the fallout at all no i was going to text him this weekend actually i'll make sure he had some time to cool off and step away from it uh but you know i'm not i, I was a little shocked of of him quitting but i i wasn't shocked at him being pissed off with some of the things that were said to him well, you, when you do talk to him, you let him know because I know he's already been—he's already started throwing blocks left and right. I think he's blocking Johnny Bananas, who of course is already using it as his own marketing ploy, tweeting at him saying, "Oh, I can't." Because he literally will put out there and go, "Well, somebody tweet this to Terrell Owens. He's already blocked me." Blah blah blah. So he's feeding into the beast. But if he does want to speak to the challenge maniacs out there, tell him he has an open uh, invite to come on our podcast whenever he wants. We will supply the popcorn. All right. Well, this is how. This is how I'd put it. This is how I'd put it because um, he, he he doesn't know who I am. Um, and like for me, being an athlete and just appreciating the sport and being a fan of you guys growing up, um, I don't, I, I'll be honest, I don't know if I had one of your jerseys. I think my brother, my little brother, had a, a Merriman jersey. I feel like he did, but um, I'm, 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 just a, I'm, just a, I'm just a regular kid from Chicago. Um, that played sports, um, was learned how to have to battle his way against the bigger people, box out, rebound. I got a kid of my own. He's eight. I helped coach. Um, I took, uh, um, I left to, to be married. I left this sport to be married and, 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 and I got, I worked in the oil field and, um, I raised my son. I got divorced. Um, now I'm kind of back on the shows and we brought back the podcast, um, this podcast, which was, five years ago, listened to, 
in 125 different countries. We just hit number one on the iTunes top charts. Um, and uh, I'm just I'm just a regular dude and I'm a fan and I, I, I and I like people like more than anything. And I feel like T.O. Um, left the game in a bad way. And I feel like he can leave it in a better way by just kind of clearing the air. Um, I'm a neutral party. And um, if he would come on to just let, you know, tell his side of the story, maybe CT was being a dick. Maybe Johnny was being a dick. It happens. You know, maybe all of the everything, um, the entire environment was too much. And that those are just the types of things that I feel like will help T.O. look better than how he left the game. Because he on, on TV, he just looked – it looked bad, Sean. You know what I mean? It looked really, really bad. Yeah, but, you know, that's one of the things with T.O. T.O.'s always had this misunderstanding, right? Yeah, um, yeah, and I understand and, that. And and it's, it's tough, especially when things like that happen. Yes, um, yes. It, it sends the wrong message. I get it. Um, but you have to understand what, what are you what are you about to do? You're about to go on the challenge, right? Sure. It's called the challenge, and you have to understand the, the cast that's on it. And if you don't know the history of these other guys that's on it, you better find out because you, you got to have your shit ready. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just a part of it. You know, I didn't know if, if they were going to come on. I wouldn't call it attacking because I refuse to be attacked. But, you know... It, Coming on just to kind of start some shit with me. I don't know if they're doing it for the show or if they're like that as a person. I don't know, but I was ready for anything. I was ready to kick some ass, regardless yeah. of whatever happened. And uh-huh. you know, to me, I'm not going to verbal spar with Johnny Bananas. These guys have been doing it for years. That the same way, I wouldn't go ask Johnny Bananas, CT West, any of the guys, or Darrell to put on a pair of shoulder pads and line up and play tackle football with me because I'm going to rip your head off, right? I just <laughs> they wouldn't do it. So to get them a verbal sparring match with these guys who's been doing it for years and they know exactly how things are going to go. They know exactly how things are going to play out to me is, is just stupid. Yeah. I, yeah. I think people remember some of the more eccentric things T.O. did in the in the league and in the, at the press conferences and in the celebrations and sort of painted him with a brush of, oh, this guy can go to toe-to-toe when it comes to the trash talk. But I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know him uh, way, I don't know him at all. So you know him and we don't, Sean. Is T.O. more of, is, is some of that stuff maybe kind of acting out out of sort of a place of insecurity and he's less of that showboater than we might have projected him to be so that when confronted head-on by somebody from a different you know uh from a different school here ct uh we might expect him boom oh man don't talk to to he's a trash talker himself and maybe that's not how he handles situations like that in the real world no pun intended yeah but you know someone's talking trash about him running a seven route or a six route or a, you know a fade or you know then he can respond right oh you can't check me well, i played in nfl you know i'm a hall of fame but those things are, are the truth but when you have to hear some things that might be accurate or might be the truth and you can't do anything about it, that stings, right? That Those are one of the things that cut you deep. And I think that just by watching this, like, man, he's eating them alive. And you're going down, you know, down the tunnel with someone who is used to doing it. Um, so for me, even when I, when I was in the, using the example of, of Darrell, like, I, you know, when he offered three times, like, you know, I'm Golden, Golden Gloves boxer and then, I wanted to ask him straight out, hey, do you want to – are you telling me something? Yeah. But for me, I'm like, well, I'm, no, you know, it's it's a show. We're here to compete in a different way. Um, 
and you know, just it's a part of it. You know, it's a part of it. So I, I was a little upset because um, of how To left because I, I just know him so much as a person and the type of person he is. I just the message has come across. Um, it just wasn't good. And no, no. And Romeo was saying saying some nice stuff about him, saying the same thing you just said. You know, he's always at charity events. He's always, you know, you know, uh, you know, he's always winning like the basketball events and stuff like that. But those are the events you can train for. And right. like with the challenge, like, yeah, you know, you're not really like at our age, at his age, like you're probably trying to stay away from the verbal altercations with anybody because we're we've all sort of kind of matured and i feel like um same thing has happened with ct is like i feel like um you know you know back in the day you know he's swinging on people he's gotten kicked off these shows swinging on people but now he's more of like the reserved bear but at the same time that that killer instinct that cutthroat verbal um can come out like we're all sort of susceptible of that and um I, I i try to keep i try to keep mine you know deep down inside too because i do have a kid but it's like it it you, you know you say these people have done this for years i don't know if it's just them or if they're trying to do it tv for tv i think the issue is is that they've chosen us to come on these shows they've chosen you sean they've chosen to to come on these shows not because we try to be these, um, I don't know, uh, these extraordinary personalities that can explode at any moment, um, but they've chosen all of us because we do it by accident. We don't, you, you know, you couldn't have predicted that Tio was just going to, you know, quit, you know. Um, I would have thought Sean was going to make it all, all the way to the end, you know, and um, just the nature of the beast, the nature of, like, who we are, I feel is why we get casted for these shows and um and uh i don't know i don't know that's the end of my thought there <laughs> no you're, you're absolutely right and you know for anybody who think that it's kind of set up or they're making you say certain things what, what ended up happening the truth be told is when you have a mixture in a room with different personality right you have the the lolo jones who's extremely extreme when i tell you competitive extremely competitive to a different level. Um, you know, you have a Johnny Bananas and you have a CM, you have all these different personalities. They don't have to ask you to say a certain thing, really. I mean, you you, you mix all these personalities in one room and you're putting guys in a situation, things are going to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so what happens is, is that some of the stuff get caught on camera and now you have a storyline that's built. Um, and whether they're trying to make it out of something or not, that's just what happens when you put all these different type of people that, that have different characteristics and different way of going about things. And guys is more reserved guys is more, you know, upfront and, and, and very mouthy and you put people in the same room and things happen. Now, yeah. before we turn the lights out on the podcast, we've got, I mean, we've got to me, one of the most exciting defensive players in the NFL that I've ever watched on the podcast. I, I'm sure we have a whole slew of new listeners who are Sean's fans who are listening to us for the first time. So let's get some football rapid fire questions oh, out here. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. I grew up playing strong safety. All right. <laughs> 
Don't yeah. think I hadn't had given some lights out myself there, got, Scott. Yeah, we got – no, trust me. We got two football stars on the line, and we got someone who was <laughs> no, very no, no. good at Madden sure. in his day. I, I was very good at Madden in my day, and that's because I would pick Sean Merriman, who I think was like a 96 for those first three years uh, in the Madden ratings. Um, so, yeah, we got lights out, we got claws out, and we got uh, turn the electric off. Um, let's talk about some football. Really quick, you know, short, short answer, Sean. What are your thoughts on Roger Goodell? Um, yeah, it, it's tough. I, I think he, he's in a, a very tough job because you're going to be the bad guy no matter what. You know, you're not liked by the, some of the owners now. You're not liked by the players. You're not liked by the fans. Um, it, it's, it's a tough position to be in. I wouldn't want to be him, I'll tell you that. All right, what are your thoughts on Vontez Perfect? Uh, the hit that he took? Uh, the hits that he's been dishing out, some of the, the play that he's, he's uh, you know, taking part in that could be considered dirty. And, and, you know, you could use it as a way to kind of maybe just talk about players in general who grow to develop a reputation that then, you know, comes back to bite him, as we saw on Monday. You might as well just talk about that whole game then because, yeah. look, cause Juju put it right back on him. Yeah. Right, right. And, and, you know, what? it got to go both ways. But the thing I, I will say about um, Burfick is, when you have multiple things that happen like this, then yeah, you you deserve that player, that dirty player rap. Um, and I was just asked the other day about the Gronk situation. Yes, that was a dirty play. I don't see him as a dirty player because I've never seen that out of him. Week in and week out, week out you see Burfick doing those type of things, and and you develop a reputation for it. Yeah, and Dominican Sue, similar story, right? Yeah, I mean it's the same thing, and. It's one thing to be a physical or nasty player. I mean, I played against some nasty players. It really wasn't dirty. But, you know, if they got a, a chance to do something to you that's legally, they're going to do it. Um, but when it's after the play and after the, the whistle happens and you see guys doing dirty plays or a defenseless guy going across the middle um, and you take a shot on them, that's, that's just being a dirty player. Or how about when Antonio Brown gets right back up from that dirty shot in the end zone? Ugh! Yeah, man, that was tough. Um, but that that's the kind of games they're playing. And, and football is, man, it's, I love it. Um, I do miss it. Um, and it's it's a violent game. And that's, I think, also why people watch it. Uh, my coaches used to tell me when I was growing up, hey, this game ain't for everybody. <laughs> right? I mean, people find out pretty early if they want to play this sport or not. And it usually happens when you're coming across the middle or something happens, and that's what it is. Yeah, Derek, I'll throw this question at you, too, but first to Sean. Sean, do you remember what you would describe as the single best hit you ever put on a dude, whether it was at Maryland or in the NFL, and who was it on, what was the game, what was the scenario? And then, Derek, you can answer and tell me what the best hit you ever put on a dude and the challenge was. Uh, the, the biggest hit I've had before was my rookie year against Priest Holmes when I knocked him out. Um, and I don't think he played Oof. after that. And, it's, you know, for me, it's not, I, I never go ever and try to intentionally hurt a guy, but it is, it is nature to be so of, of, of just playing football in general. Uh, Sean, I hate to tell you this, but you might be the reason we never heard the name Priest Holmes ever again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you That's... know, you, you, never, you never get proud of, of guys. You know, they got family and they're watching the games. So you don't intentionally try to hurt. But if it's legal and you get a clean shot on the guy, then that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. Derek, what about you? Dude, I, I if I don't know if the people back home remember who Priest Holmes is, but dude, Priest Holmes was insanity. God, I feel like I, I feel like I'm a kid all over again. I feel like I'm just like uh, like I feel like I'm in a fantasy world right now. Um, can I pinpoint something of how I've done that in the challenges? Um, I don't know. There's a couple of highlights out there. Um, if you just go to at 
at Derek MTV and take a look at um, uh, the first tweet that you see, the pin tweet. I think um, everyone can can see a couple of hits that I've that I've put on. Yeah, I know there's some challenge super fan out there who's like, oh, on Invasion 3, you knocked out the Bears off of best challenge. Yeah, so I'm sure people will tweet us what they think your uh, your best hits were. All right, a couple last ones. T.O., Hall of Famer, or, or not, Sean? I think it's an easy answer, right? Yeah, I think for sure. Um, you know, some of his antics or people having a, a personal feeling in the bottom is keeping him out. Uh, but it, it's unfair, man. I think that he has, he has the numbers. He was one of the most exciting wide receivers to watch. Um, he definitely should be in there. All right, we'll get you out of here on this. Uh, what's your Super Bowl prediction for this so far very unpredictable year in the NFL? We got some of the familiar faces at the top of the rankings, the Brady's and the Roethlisberger's, but uh, we got the Rams and the Carson Wentz's and the Jared Goff's at the top of the rankings. We got Drew Brees coming up the rear again. I mean, come on, man. This is a crazy year. Time to pull out an outside-the-box prediction, or are you? Who? What's your Super Bowl pick? Yeah, this this is a crazy year. I mean, you always say the Patriots are going to have an opportunity, right? They they're just a given. Um, but you look at the, some of the AFC and and you know my Chargers, man, it started 0 and 4 now that uh, is racing up the ladder in, in the division. Um, you know, Seattle, Atlanta, the the Saints from the other night. I know they took the loss against Atlanta, but uh, it, it's hard, man. Jacksonville, yeah, <laughs> so like my Jacksonville, right? The Vikings. Um, so I, I, it's for, for one for one time in my life, it's so hard to make a Super Bowl prediction. Um, you always got to get a Patriots a nod to give an opportunity, but this is probably the most wide open it's been in a long time. So Patriots and who? Gun to your head, who you got? Yeah, uh, God, if I had to pick, I, I would I would go. I think the Falcons got a, t- a chance to be back. The Falcons are Saints. I can't really. Yeah. Oh, the Falcons are Saints. I'll just say, last time the Saints had a solid defense, they won the Super Bowl. So Drew Brees doesn't have to be five touchdown Drew Brees to win games anymore. They got two of the top ten running backs in the league. I'm going with New Orleans, but that's just yeah, me. yeah. I like that pick. Yeah. All right, dude, Sean. Thank you, so, Derek. What was your Super Bowl pick? Uh, yeah, I was just gonna go. With, I just I can't believe that it's 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 so wide. Like there's so many weird teams in the mix. Um, Unfortunately, my Chicago Bears will be working on uh, the number three draft pick, but I'll be going with the uh, probably the Patriots and Saints. I'll go with that. I mean, like you said, um, Drew Brees, you know, it, he's going to show up, you know, after they try to stop the run game, which they, they won't be able to. So, um, you know, Tom Brady and Gronk, like you just can't pass them up at this point. So, you know, I'm with you guys on that. Awesome. Well, dude, this has been a, a, a- pure challenge mania uh war zone here i've been talking some mma some pro wrestling some challenge a lot of football sean merriman is the best guest to do that with you can follow him on twitter at sean merriman obviously you know where to find me and d lights out brand where can they find it sean is it too late to get christmas orders out no right you can get some lights no, out on no, your Christmas no. tree. today lightsoutbrand.com. make sure you guys check it out also we're selling it in all the tillies man make sure you go to tillies and get your lights out brand as well Boom. Rock your lights out gear while you're putting dudes' lights out. It looks great on you at the gym, I'll tell you that. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. I'll be plugging that all week for sure. And, Sean, dude, honestly, it's really a, a pleasure. Um, thank you for taking a crack at, uh, at this crazy game that we play and giving your input. I really appreciate it. You got it, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, that was a sick interview with Sean Merriman, right? Yeah, I'm just like, uh, I'm, um, it, it blows my mind that um, I, I was, I was like, I was like a fan, I was like a kid, brought me back to like my high school days, college days, 
Um, we kind of do, were, I was doing challenges while he was playing NFL football. Um, now he's trying to come into the challenge and, um, you know, you guys saw the mental game, the physical game, uh, how it all kind of like ties in WWE, big brother, um, you know, UFC, NFL, like I just, it's crazy how, um, how evolving this, this sport is, is growing. And, um, I, I'm glad Sean came on cause it was like a totally different perspective of an NFL athlete coming into this game. I mean, and, and as he talked about, it, I mean, it's a monster, it's a monster with fangs. Um, and they will come and suck your blood, you know, if you're not careful, you know, we saw Lolo on, on show on Sean's season, um, almost quit multiple times. She fought through it. We saw her grind through it, you know, and she ends up losing at the end, you know? So, uh, there's, there's so many intangibles. There's so much to talk about. I'm glad we had him on. Uh, I think we're going to go with Jemmy next week. She's all over the vendettas trailer. Um, we have, I've got these stories. Um, I've got these stories from the challenge 30, the dirty 30 that was never talked about a scene that never, um, was explained. I'm going to, it's, you guys, it, you guys are going to blown away with this one. Um, and it, it has, you know, it's all about Jemmy on, on this next one. And, uh, she's in the middle of the Nelson fight or she's in the middle of helping Nelson out on the vendettas trailer. And she was the first one in between me and Nelson on the challenge 30. So there's, uh, and I got this picture. I got this, me and Jimmy got this picture that's never before seen picture that I got to put on Instagram because I really like the picture and it's like, you guys are going to be like, what? I got some stuff to ask you about. Stay tuned for the picture. I got some stuff to ask you about this Vendetta's trailer, but I, I, you know, let's wrap, put a nice little bow on Sean Merriman. Dude, it was the man. Follow him on Twitter at Sean Merriman. Pick up some lights out gear for your friends. I'm going to, I'm going to throw a picture up of me rocking some lights out gear at the gym. Dude, the stuff is sick. They got some really cool graphics. The logo is awesome. I mean, lights out. I mean, there's no better, you know, message for just excelling at any sport or any competition than lights out. You want to be lights out at anything, whether it's you putting somebody's lights out or you just being lights out. I mean, right. Um, so follow Sean, tell Sean, if you like the interview, tell your friends, if they're football fans, tell them to subscribe, rate, review, challenge mania awesome guest but as you mentioned bringing back a challenge vet jemmy to be on the show next week to talk about this vendettas trailer but before we even get to jemmy next week i gotta ask you about this because d there's been a bit there's been a little bit of controversy since this trailer dropped it starts with your voice i mean nobody i don't care how deaf you are you hear that voice at the top of the trailer you know that's dk um and then from there you kind of got to study it to see if you see any derek in there we got people tweeting us they're tweeting me they're tweeting you at you know at derek mtv on twitter at shot of jaeger they want to know derek is that you in the trailer you're not on the cast list man everyone wants to know i gotta ask you man i know you're my boy you haven't even told me i'm putting you on the spot are you on this show um i am definitely in in the trailer and uh Am I on the show? It's uh, not can. I don't know. I can't really. Uh, I'm in the trailer. Did I say I'm in the trailer? Yeah, you're in the trailer. We hear you. Yeah. You're uh, you're yeah. in the trailer. We got it. You're like Eminem and 8 Mile in the trailer with Kim Basinger, Mom Spaghetti and all that. All right, I'm going to put it out there to the Challenge Maniacs then. I know you guys have already been breaking down this trailer like the Sapruder film, grabbing screen grabs and sending them to us, sending them to us weekly. We got to figure this out. 
D's not going on record right now saying whether he's on the show or not. All he's saying is he's in the trailer. He's in the trailer. If you think he's in the show, send us a photo. Show us why you think he's on the show. I mean, look, I don't have the best vision in the world. So I watched the trailer. I didn't even think anything of it. I thought that was Brad. You guys got the same beard now. That's right. That's right. So I don't know. I mean, it's news to me if you are on the show. I would think if you were on the show, you would have told me, and you haven't told me. So if I find out you were on the show, ooh, I might have to pull some Sean Merriman on your ass, bro. Fear the beard, bro. Fear the beard. Um, so what type of stuff are we going to be talking about with Jemmy from this trailer? This trailer blew up the internet on Tuesday. I mean, all these, and, and you know, all the new rules come out. We find out, you know, the players get grenades. They can throw at people, which I love. That's my favorite new rule I read about. I read there's only one winner, whether it's a one winner on the guys and the girls or just one winner in general. We got big brother people on it. Um, we got Natalie and Vic from big brother. We got people from the UK on the show. So a lot to talk about of this trailer. Uh, what can the fans expect from our next episode with Jemmy? I'm telling you, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that happened on the the Dirty Thirty. A, a major scene that didn't uh, that wasn't discussed. It has uh, something to do with uh, grenades in a way um, and uh, ketchup. So uh, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna find out. I don't know if you guys all know um, about you know Jemmy's fear of ketchup, but we're gonna try to get into it a little bit. And uh, I'm just going to tease it like that. That's all you're getting. She's all over the place right now. So Boom. So next week on the podcast, we're going to catch up with Jemmy. Uh, and she's going to tell us all about the catch up on the new season of the challenge. Uh, D, we got to thank everybody one more time for getting us to number one on the top charts in the TV and film category. Um, that is a rolling ranking. So you might look, we might be three, we might be two, we might be one. Uh, we'd love it if you could help us try to stay at the top of the rankings. You can do that by subscribing, by rating, by reviewing, by telling your friends. Please keep tweeting us, tweeting us questions. If you have any questions for Jemmy for next week, tweet us those. Any questions you want me to ask D, tweet us those. It's at DerekMTV. It's at Shot of Jaeger. Hashtag Challenge Mania. Hashtag Challenge Accepted. And this week you want to tweet at our man Sean Merriman, at Sean Merriman. Pick out some Lights Out gear. Uh, this is Scott Yeager. They call me Turn Off the Electric. They they call D Claws Out. They call Sean Lights Out. Uh, D, let's say goodbye to our people, brother. I really don't like the Claws Out. No? No. All right, then what's your nickname then? He's Lights Out. What are you? You're going to do, they're just going to, they're just going to, they're just, we can let the, the, the challenge maniacs let me know. Boom. My Maybe that's our contest. Be. Maybe that's our contest. You guys, you want to pull something out your closet, sign it, and send it out to the fans because yeah. we hit number one. Maybe the contest is. Tweet us what Derek's Lights Out nickname is. Yeah, you could do that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like it. If it can't be Lights Out Kaczynski. Nah, bro. What it's is taken. It? Shit's taken. I know. I need a better one. All right. Come up with Derek's nickname. Tweet it at me, at Shada Jaeger. Tweet it at D, at Derek MTV. You come up with the best nickname. We'll read it here on the show. We'll give you a shout out. And Derek's going to send you some sort of... Uh, clothing from his uh from his closet there he's gonna rip it off right off his back he's gonna rip it off sign it and send it to you i think he's still figuring out exactly what but get excited guys thank you so much for finishing out a great second week for us listening to our third episode with sean merriman check us out it's gonna drop next tuesday with jemmy it's gonna be a good one if you like that vendettas trailer you're gonna like this next episode
Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece chicken McNuggets, juicy quarter pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal, single item at regular price.